You're listening to a podcast from Victory. God is our Heavenly Father and Creator. Know more about this truth in week one of the Apostles' Creed. We have our new series entitled The Apostles' Creed. Say, The Apostles' Creed. Probably you noticed a while ago the song that we sang, I Believe. I believe on every drop of rain that falls. <laughs> okay. I believe in God the Father. Okay. I believe in God the Son. That's actually part, uh, it was inspired by the Apostles' Creed. Okay. And that's for the whole seven weeks. Okay. We are going to talk about the Apostles' Creed. And we are going to discuss every detail of it. Because this is our statement and declaration of faith. This is where Christian doctrine is being summarized. So this is important for each and every one of us. If we would like to really be well-versed on the gospel, on what we believe. You know, it is important, especially nowadays in our generation, that there are several beliefs about God. Almost everyone you meet on the street, they say they believe God. But the question is, do they believe on the God that the Bible reveals? That is the most important thing. Because if you just believe God, because there are so many people who just, they just believe God as the creator, but has not no involvement in the, the life of human beings, it's not the God that's being revealed in the Bible. So it's important for us as believers of the Lord, we know where we stand. We exist not just for the sake of existing, we exist for a reason. And the foremost reason why we exist is to know our God, our creator. Amen. I would like to introduce to you the Apostles' Creed. And I would like us to read this all together. Is that all right with you? Okay, lang po ba sa inyo? Let us read this all together, okay? One, two, three. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. That is the Apostles' Creed. And for us to understand what this is, we are going to discuss this for the entire seven week. But if you notice there, I just would like to catch your attention on the word the Holy Catholic Church. You see, it is not being capitalized. Catholic means universal. Because this is the summary of what the apostles thought during the early church. And it was written 150 years after the death of the Apostles. Now, the Apostles' Creed is this. The Apostles' Creed, it's the creed gives a brief outline of the central truths of the gospel. It is the summary of the Christian doctrine and statement of faith. So if you are talking about what we believe in, especially we are always highlighting the value of the gospel for everything from Genesis to Revelation, has really something to do with the gospel, then the Apostles' Creed has benefit for each one of us because it is the summary of the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Second, the creed serves as a basis for entrance into the fellowship of the church. During the early church, before they would go to baptism, because it is so important for them 
to really be standing on their belief, members would memorize this word for word before they being baptized. So for them, as part of the qualification for them to be baptized is that they should know this by heart. Okay? And third, the creed serves as a basis for catechetical instruction. Okay? It is a preaching and teaching tool for discipleship as well. That is why we are going to show you and even demonstrate to you how this Apostles' Creed can be revelatory as far as God is concerned. Even as we study it word for word, sentence by sentence, we are going to discover almost the entire summary of the Holy Scripture. And it talks about, Christian doctrine talks about the statement and declaration of our faith. So for our first week, we are going to talk about God the Father. Say, God the Father. Okay. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, it says there, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. You notice, in the Apostle Creed, there is that word, I believe. Say, I believe. Sabi I believe. Sabi ni Paul, I know whom I have believed. It is so important for us to know what we really believe. Because what we believe is something that will govern who we are and how we conduct our lives. St. Paul said in 1-2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, I am not ashamed for I know whom I believe, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until the day what has been entrusted to me. Okay, say, I know whom I have believed. Okay, this refers to our belief in God. I am pretty sure you are aware of the issue. Okay, just by showing you this picture, okay, we know that there is an issue going on about Manny Pacquiao's statement, about his personal belief about God. I would like to let you know about the two nature of God, and that cannot be separated. God is a God of love. Amen. And at the same time, God is holy. And we are supposed to believe that not just God is love and not just God is holy. It's both. Mani Pacquiao stood on the basis of God's holiness. Unfortunately, he failed to deliver it properly with love. Okay? But his belief was totally and 100% in line with what the Bible is saying. There is nothing wrong with what he said as far as doctrinal truth is concerned. God is holy. Therefore, God is not unholy and actually he hates unholy thing. He hates sin. He hates anything that would go against his word and that would exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Anyone who exalts themselves against the knowledge of God, God hates because the Bible, the word of God, is the revelation of God Himself. If you would like to know God, you don't explore God on your own opinion. You don't explore who God is on our own intellectual capacity. The best way for us to know God is to know Him through the revelation of His Word. Nothing more, nothing less. God revealed Himself in His Word. Now, money stood for what he believed is right. And I agree with him with as far as doctrinal truth is concerned. However, 
he was not able to deliver it with love and he was not able to deliver it in a proper way. Let me tell you, money is a boxer, not really an efficient communicator. But he stand for what he believed. And very rare in our society, especially if you are running for an election, would go out there in the public and declare what you believe. Most of people would always compromise and say what's popular. Now he is under persecution because of his belief. He just was just talking about same-sex marriage. I was listening one time to a radio. It's actually the, the gays who were really talking to one another. They themselves were divided. Some of them are agreeing that same-sex is just all right. But half of them said they also disagreed about same-sex marriage. So differing opinions, even their community themselves, are differing in their opinions. Now, so it is important for us to know the God who created everything, who started everything. That's why last week we talked about God's original design in marriage. Because if there are differing opinions, the truth must prevail and the truth is in the Word of God. Amen. The Word of God is the source of truth, not the media, not the opinion of this popular person, not the opinion of that, uh, of that an actor or an actress. So we are going to discuss who God is because that's really the first session that we have, the first topic that we have. God is our creator. From the very beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Sa simula pa lamang, Okay, what is that beginning all about? What's the date of that? Do you know? There is no specific date. That is the eternal beginning. There is already God. If you're going to ask me when God started, I don't know. God is from the eternal beginning to the eternal, pa- or eternal past or eternal beginning. He, God has no beginning and has no end. He, he has been there even before all things. God created the heavens and the earth. And that is an overwhelming declaration of the Bible. He created everything. Even you and me, God created all of us. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Bible says the earth was without form. It was void. There was darkness all over the place. And yet, the Spirit of God was hovering over the entire face of the earth, very much ready to do what God was about to execute. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. You see, how God really works and how God created everything, it is out of His powerful Word. God created everything by the power of His Word. Now, God is our Creator, and that revelation is with us even until today because God's revelation is progressive, especially about Himself. God is our Creator. It was a past revelation, but it is still an ongoing revelation, and it would be a progressive revelation for every one of us. Why? While it is true that everything that we see around was created by God, everything that is not yet existing, God has something to do with it as well. 
Especially if it is for the good of man. Because after God created everything, He saw everything and it was good. There's nothing originally, there was nothing that God created that is not good. Why? Because it has something to do with the nature of God Himself. God is good. Amen. God is good. And because God is good, that is true. Everything that God created is good. During that time, the earth was empty. It was void. Because based on the scholars, when the devil rebelled against heaven, the enemy was true here on the earth. That's why that was the situation of the earth. And when God said, let there be light, suddenly darkness was overtaken by light. God as a creator is a continuous revelation to each one of us. You may find your life in darkness. You may find your life to be void and empty because of your situation today. I don't know where you are in your Christian life or where you are in your spiritual journey. But we know that life is ups and downs. There are ups and downs in life. Sometimes we are experiencing happy moments. Sometimes we are experiencing sad. Sometimes you are brokenhearted. Your life may be empty. Your life may be void. Your life may be in darkness. But God's word is so powerful that when God would say in your life, let there be light, the Lord can change your darkness into light. Him as a creator is a continuous revelation. He would continue to create opportunities for us. He would continue to create situations in our lives to change our mourning into dancing. To change our sorrow into joy. He would continue to create so many things in our lives. Even if you are asking something that God, that is not yet existing in this world, God can create it for you. Amen. Because God knows exactly what we need and God is our creator. And He would continue to create opportunity. If you have no job today, God can create opportunity for you. Because if He created the entire heavens and the earth, I don't see any reason why God cannot create that opportunity for you. Amen. When the Bible says heaven and earth is both the spiritual and the material or the physical, everything, it's not only the the earth that we see, but even the heavenlies, even the spiritual beings in heaven, God created all of them. And if you are praying to God, you are entering into the supernatural, you are entering into the heavenly realms, God is also there. If you are talking with somebody here on earth, God is still there. Why? Because God created everything. Actually, the earth is just the footstool of the Lord. So could you imagine how big God is? We cannot measure Him. We have to always look at Him as our Creator. Lord God, You are our Creator. And therefore, You are the beginning of everything that we could ever imagine. And he started everything as good. In verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God has created each one of us. Look at the person beside you. God created us in His image and in His likeness. And God put, put a purpose in us. Let them have dominion. That's the original purpose of God for us. 
to have dominion over everything that God has created. We are God's representative. We are God's ambassadors. We are always linked to authority from the beginning. Unfortunately, when man fell into sin, nahiwalay tayo sa ating link with God. Let them have dominion, the Bible says. God has called us to represent Him here on earth. Whether you believe it or not, we are the obra maestra of the Lord. Among all animals, we are certainly above, I'm, I'm not saying we are animals, okay? May issue na naman dyan, okay? We are not animals. We are human beings, okay? Created in the image and likeness of God. Yung mga hayop, they were not created in the image and likeness of God. That's why we are God's masterpiece. And God has a plan for us to have dominion. That is why we are subjected to defeat. We are subjected to life's problems and miseries. Is because we lost that link with God when we fell into sin. But God never stopped loving us. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and His understanding no one can fathom. This is not an argument. This is not a real question. This is a declaration. The Bible is declaring in Isaiah 40 verse 28 that the Lord is the everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. No matter how intellectual we are, we cannot fathom the mind of God. It's not our intellect that would make God understandable to us. It is by His grace that we can, make, that we can understand Him. God reveals Himself and you would be able to Understand God on the level that the Holy Spirit would allow you to understand who God is. No matter how intellectual you are, that's why there are so many people, they are reading the Bible that they could not understand the revelation of God. Because you can only understand God on the level that the Holy Spirit would allow you to know who God is. We cannot contain the entire knowledge of God. He came from everlasting. And no one can fathom His mind. It is so important that we should know the God of the Bible. There are people who know God and they think by killing people, they are serving God. Yet they say they believe in God and they would even say, we have the same God. There are those that say God is in heaven and He's not concerned about the affairs here on earth. He is just there on His throne just watching all of us. Almost everyone, they believe in God but they don't really believe the way the Bible reveals Him. We need to crave to know Him, but the understanding, it is God that will determine. We have to seek God, but it is God's prerogative for us to understand Him because no mind can truly fathom who God is. And once we receive that revelation, especially when Christ came, the fullness of God's revelation was laid down before our eyes. On those who were seeking God, not that they found God, but God found them, meaning God allowed Himself to be known by His people or by the people, then we started from having that knowledge and we grow from that knowledge in an ever-increasing way. 
we have to know God every day, in every day, we need to have more revelation of who God is because even lifetime is not enough to contain the knowledge of God. Amen. It's not just about information. Knowing God is not having a lot of information concerning Him. Knowing God is having a relationship with Him, the Creator of heaven and earth. If you can just grasp it in your spiritual understanding, you will really be surprised with the kind of Creator that we have. Could you imagine that Creator of heaven and earth is our God Himself? In Acts 17, verse 28, In Him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed His offspring. Say, in Him. In Him we live and move and have our being. God created us for His purpose. I always say this. Even before we were created, it has been said that we are the object of God's love. But God is love even before we were created. Why? Because God, the Father, loves the Son, and the Son loves the Father by the Holy Spirit. They were overwhelming with love. That's why they created us for us to be part of that love fellowship. Okay? So it is to our privilege. That's why the Bible says, in Him we live. We don't live for ourselves. We don't live for our neighbor. We don't live for anyone. We only live for God. In Him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your poets have said, for we are indeed His offspring. God created everything. He created you and me. Don't look for any source of information other than what the Bible is revealing about God being our Creator. Amen. We hindi tayo galing sa bangki. Okay? Sabi mo sa katabi mo, hindi ka galing sa unggoy. Second is God Almighty. God revealed Himself as Almighty first to Abraham. In Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 to 4, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham, or to Abram, Abram pa nung name niya, and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. I am God Almighty. In the book of Genesis, He revealed Himself as the Creator. But here in Genesis chapter 17, He unveiled Himself again in a new way, not just as the Creator, but Almighty, meaning all-powerful God. You see, even the Bible reveals God in a progressive manner. So you yourself, if you read the Bible... Okay, kahit sabi mo Genesis to Revelation, you have already read it, doesn't mean you contain the entire knowledge of who God is. Because God's revelation of Himself to us is also progressive. Okay? So here He revealed Himself as an Almighty God. God Almighty. Say, God Almighty. What is the reason why He revealed Himself to Abraham as God Almighty? It is because God intended to have a covenant with Him. And you know, when we talk about covenant, the one who initiates the covenant, okay, even the covenants of men, the one who initiates the covenant is always in a better position to fulfill the covenant than the one being invited to be part of that covenant. You get my point? Lagi siyang nasa position, whoever initiated or whoever started the covenant, that person is always in a better position to fulfill the covenant than the one being invited to be part of that covenant. Covenant is between two parties. One is God, one is Abraham. We know that Abraham, he had no knowledge about God 
except when God revealed himself to him. That I may make a covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. Then Abraham fell on his face and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of multitudes of nations. This covenant with Abraham has something to do, not just with the present at that particular moment, but with the future and even has something to do with us. Do you believe that we are being called Abraham's descendants through Christ Jesus? You see, when God started asking or saying or inviting Abraham to a covenant, God was serious of reconciling men back to God. It's an expression still of his love toward us because God is love. And he revealed himself as an almighty God, meaning even generations and after generations would pass. God would not forget his covenant and he is in a better position to fulfill what he has started in the life of Abraham. Amen. Would you like to have a covenant with this God? An all-powerful God. It gives us a sense of confidence of putting everything in His hands. If God is capable, an all-powerful God is capable of doing anything, even the impossible things, will you not put your trust in Him? Will you not put your life in the hands of God, knowing that God can do everything and there is nothing impossible with Him? Sometimes we tend to struggle in life. That's why we are not living Happily. We put things in our hands when we see that our prayers is not yet being answered. We try to put things in our own hand and we say, Lord, I'll manage. Because we thought we, we know better. Because we thought we can do it better than God himself. But the fact is, even before the problem would arise, God exactly knows what to do. He is an almighty God. You may be being faced by a complicated situation. You may be sick. You may not have job. You may have conflict with your spouse. You may be in a separation. You may be waiting for someone to love, but until now, it's not yet coming. If you believe that God is an almighty God, you will still put your trust in Him and not put things in your own hand. You cannot say, Lord, I can manage. You cannot manage. Yes, you are allowed to make your choices, but you don't have any control about the outcome of the choices that you make. Because at the end of the day, only God knows what lies ahead. We only know what happened in the past. And it appears that we know what is happening in the present. But we certainly, we cannot know what's going to happen in the future. And God is capable. He is an all-powerful God that He can reconcile your past, your present, and future, and it still makes sense. It appears sometimes to us that God doesn't make sense, but it would make sense because no one can really fathom the mind of God. God knows exactly where you are, and God knows exactly where He's going to bring you. In that sense, knowing that God is an all-powerful God, an almighty God, you will completely put your trust in Him. Amen. When I said yes to God in my calling, I knew in my heart that I would really operate in faith as a pastor. I used to be a business person, but 
When I said yes to God, I knew what's going to happen. God would teach me how to live in faith. But when God revealed to me that he has called me, and he revealed himself to me as an almighty God, I just put my trust in him. And I said, Lord, whatever happens, I know you will not leave me. You will not forsake me. I started in a full-time ministry in 1983, not yet still in this church. 1983, 23 years have passed. I can still say before your very eyes and in front of you, that I said yes to God. We went through some rough times. We went into a lot of trials, a lot of heartaches, a lot of pain. But praise God, because He is an almighty God, He would always show Himself to us in a greater way. And we would realize, Lord, thank you for answering our prayers. Thank you also for the prayers that you did not answer. Sometimes we are just thankful for answered prayers. eh? But we are not thanking God for the prayers that He did not answer. Why? Because God knows better than us. It is our obligation to pray, but it is the obligation of God and His prerogative to answer and what kind of answer to give. In Acts chapter 17, verse 24 to 25, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is He capable or is He served by human hands as though He needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. He is the Lord of heaven. He rules. He, does not, he did not only create everything, he rules over all the earth. God has a purpose for us, but not only to us. God has a purpose for everything that he created on the earth. And everything that he created has a benefit for the mankind that he created. Could you imagine that? Just come to think of it, if God created, that, created us first, without first the trees, without the seas, and the earth remained to be empty, what do you think would be our situation then? God in His mind knows exactly what He is doing. That He created first everything, then the last is God created us and put us here on earth. That means He created everything for our dominion, for our welfare, so that we can always go back to Him and glorify Him and honor Him because that's the essence of life. Amen. Amen? With what you are undergoing right now in your life, you may say, I don't know, Pastor, I could not understand right now what's happening to me. But eventually you will realize that the situation you are in right now is necessary for you to go through because maybe that is just the process that God would like you to undertake even before you receive your promotion, even before you receive greater things from God. The heartaches you are experiencing right now could be just God's way of making you stronger than before. That you cannot do it in your own. You are struggling. Yes, sometimes God would allow you to struggle for you to realize that He alone is the all-powerful God not us. So we would always be dependent on God Himself. On our own, we are nothing. 
But if God is just alone, He is still somebody. God actually doesn't need us for Him to exist. He exists even before us. But for us, we cannot afford to exist without God Himself because God is the source of all things in our lives. Amen? Can we give God praise? Jeremiah 32, verse 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? He is the God of all flesh, and there is nothing too hard for Him to do. God can even change a person. Even a person is gay, God can transform that person if that person would come to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. God can transform every one of us. I used to be a drunkard before. I used to be... Uh, like ordinary uh, young person, when I was special at the age of uh, around high school days, during my high school days, I have learned almost everything. But God has transformed my life because nothing is impossible with Jesus. But because I am not saying I am that person. That is a testimony of one person who experienced the transforming power of God because nothing is impossible with the Lord. Amen. Let's give Him praise. God, our Father. In Isaiah 64, verse 8, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the, the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hands. You know, God, we cannot question how God would mold us. Look at the person beside you and look at the people around. Can you look for somebody of your own face? Exactly. There are billions of people on the surface of the earth, and yet God created us differently. He is the potter. We are the clay. God can mold. God has the sole prerogative, and He has the sovereignty to do whatever He wants for us to do. The good thing is that God would always do things for our own good. Why? Because the word Father means we have a relationship with Him. God is our Creator. Glory to God. He is an almighty God. He is an all-powerful God that would make you put your trust in Him because we cannot do all things, but God can do all things for us. But knowing that this Creator and this almighty God is our Father is such a revelation for us to embrace. Could you imagine... I know some of you are already proud. Kapag you will be given an opportunity to say, ah, Obama is, uh, will, uh, will adopt you as uh, his own son. Would you like that? Some, no, because you are looking at the persons, because you know the person. But if someone is rich, someone is in authority, you would like to be linked to that person and you consider it to be a privilege. How much more the one who created the heavens and the earth? He is our Father. Meaning when you come to Him, you will not beg. You are not supposed to beg. You have to come to Him with boldness, with confidence, because not only that He is capable, but He is willing. Not only the person, not only the God that we have is capable of doing things, He is willing to do good things in your life because God is good. And He is our Father. We are His children. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, when Jesus Christ was teaching His disciples, and the disciples asked Him, teach us how to pray, this is what He said. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. 
In the last verse that I have read, it's from Isaiah. It's a prophetic book. In the Old Testament, was God was not really being called so much as a father. They would address him as Almighty God. That's why if you notice, other religions would call God Almighty God, but they would not say, Our Father. Do you realize that? But we as Christians, we call God our Father in heaven. But other religions, they are not calling God Father. They are just calling God Almighty God. Because being... He being a father to us has a certain revelation that we all of us should really understand. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. He is our father and we can come to him directly. And this is the essence of him being a father to us. In Matthew 7, 9 to 11. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts, to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give, you, give good gifts to those who ask Him? Say, God is good. Our Father is good. He is willing to give good, good gifts. Who among you are Father here? Raise your hands. Matatay. Tasa kamay. Will you give your children a snake if they ask for a bread? Certainly you will not. If we, we are sinners, and yet we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more our Heavenly Father. That's why we are not supposed to stop praying. Because we know that God is an answering God. And He does not only answer, He answers according to what is good for us. You may be asking, Lord, let this person be my wife, or let this person be my husband, and God gave you another, not that person. Be thankful because God knows exactly what to give you. You only know what is today. You don't know what lies in the future. Amen? We have our Heavenly Father who is always concerned with the welfare of His children. And that should be revelatory for us. We are all children of God by creation. In the book of Genesis, when God created us, we are all children of God by creation, but we lost that status because we fell into sin. We were separated from God, but God never stopped loving us. His heart would always cry out saying, I love you. That's, why the, re- that's the reason why He sent His one and only Son, His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. The purpose is to reconcile us back to where we used to be linked. Apart from God, we always say we can do nothing. That's why Jesus came to reconcile us back to the Father because it's only when we are back to our Father that we can truly discover our purpose, that we can discover our identity, that we will understand what really life is all about because God is the author of life. And He demonstrated the love of the Father to us by dying on the cross and gave His life for each one of us. In John chapter 17, verse 25, Righteous Father, even though the world does not know You, I know You, and this know that You have sent Me. I, verse 26, I made known to them Your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which You have loved Me may be in them and I in them. Christ became an ordinary human being 
so He could reveal the Father to us. That is why for us to understand who God is, Christ must die on the cross. Because if God would just be saying, I love you, we can't understand that as an ordinary human being. Christ had to demonstrate his, the love of the Father for us by dying on the cross. Why? Because Jesus is linked to the Father. They have a relationship. They're overwhelming with that love relationship. And when the Father gave Jesus, the heart of the Father was bleeding to give His one and only Son. It means that is the way God has loved us. That He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. God was the one who initiated our reconciliation with Him because apart from Him, we cannot know Him and we cannot understand Him. Christ demonstrated His love on the cross while we were yet sinners. While we were still sinners, He died for us. And He made known to us the Father. That's the essence of Christ's death and resurrection that we should all understand. He is bringing us back to our relationship with the right knowledge to the one who started everything in our lives. We are being restored to God Himself. You will not know your true identity without you knowing our God who designed everything. You will not know the purpose of your life without knowing God. People are trying to discover their purpose apart from God. They cannot. People would try to know their identity apart from God. That's why there are so many genders right now. People would not know their identity unless they know the God of the Bible. We can only know God as far as the Holy Spirit would reveal to us. But we need to seek God. And when Christ came here on earth, He gave the greatest revelation of God's love. He also gave the greatest revelation of God's holiness because He took man's sins away from them and He took it upon Himself. So He took the judgment because God is holy and we are sinners. We cannot be reconciled back to God. So Jesus took upon Himself the sins of men so that He can reconcile us back to God. Instead of us being punished, Jesus took the punishment for us. And that is a declaration, a strong statement of God's love for us, that God is holy, and at the same time, God is a God of love. And this God is our Heavenly Father. Amen. Let's give Him praise. Let us believe God the way He reveals Himself in the Bible. Shall we just bow our head right now? Father in Heaven, we just humble ourselves before You. Apart from You, we can do nothing. Thank you, God, that you have caused us to know you. But we ask you, Father, enable us to grow in that knowledge only by the power of your Holy Spirit. Church, yes, God is holy. And the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us, all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. You may be undergoing problems today. 
you may be in a very difficult moment of your marriage, of your life. You may be in the mode of discovering who you are in Christ. You may be in the mode of knowing your purpose. Church, the starting point is Jesus Christ. Because Jesus would reveal to you the Father, the one who designed everything, the one who created everything, the one who can do all things, and He is our Father. As your head bowed down, eyes closed, I would like to give you this opportunity. That if you would like to receive Jesus, you would like to start knowing your purpose, you would like to start knowing who you are in Christ. Come to Jesus. And I'll give you this opportunity as your head bow down. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, wherever you are seated right now, I'm willing to pray for you. Can you just lift up your hands? Thank you so much, ma'am. Just lift up your hands. Tas lang inyong kamay. God is in this place. This is the decision that only you can make. I cannot do that decision for you. But this is the greatest opportunity for us to be reconciled with God and calling Him as our Father. And in Christ, that is very much possible. This is your moment. If you have not truly received Christ and surrendered your life to Him 100%, this is the moment. Just lift up your hands. I believe God will touch you tonight. Just lift up your hands. Don't be ashamed. Don't look at the person beside you. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. Thank you, God. Last call. And I'm going to count one to three. Do not be ashamed. Just lift up your hands. One. Two. Three. Thank you, Jesus. Those who lifted up their hands, can you just bow down your head and just repeat after me in this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. I surrender to you my life. Please forgive me from all of my sins. Cleanse me with your precious blood. And Jesus, I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross and rose again from the dead. So I can receive forgiveness and receive eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to one of our podcasts. We hope it blesses and inspires you to honor God and make disciples. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app for free on the iTunes Store or Google Play. If you would like to share a story of God's faithfulness in your life, please visit victory.org.ph slash mystory.